Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. The Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The NFL news just never sleeps, especially this offseason, which would it? I think has been dubbed by many people as the best offseason in the history of the NFL. I don't think that that's hyperbole at all when you say that. Mm-mm. Yesterday, some more trade went down. We saw a wide receiver get moved from Miami to New England, which was weird because interdivisional trades never seem to really jive. But nope. for this reason, it happened. But before we get to that trade, I want to talk about the exchange of picks that were made on Monday between the Nolan Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Saints have acquired the 16th and 19th overall picks, as well as a six-round selection in this month's draft in a trade with the Eagles. The Saints are sending the Eagles the 18th overall pick of this year's draft in the package, but it also includes a first-rounder in 2023, a 2024 fourth-rounder, a 2022 pick in the third round, and a seventh-round selection in April's draft. So, The Eagles had three picks in the first round this year, trade two of them to the Saints, still get one back, so they still have two picks in the first round. They'll have two picks now in the first round in 2023 in the next draft, as well as in 2024, a second rounder, which, hey, the Saints aren't exactly a franchise on the greatest path right now. In two years, they might suck. So that 2024 second rounder might end up being more like a late first round pick as early as it could possibly be. And then you get a third-round pick and a seventh-round pick as well in this draft. So what's your initial thoughts on on it from both sides of the, the coin here? I think with the Saints, I think to it me, signals that they're going for a quarterback in this draft class. Not only that, it sounds to me like they don't plan on, like you said, the hypothetical possibly sucking and taking a couple of years off. It sounds to me like the Saints are... Ready to do kind of what the Steelers are ready to do, which is, yeah, they're moving on from their franchise quarterback, but they don't want to take any significant time off in terms of rebuilding. I, I, They now have two first-round picks. You know, they could they could go on further, Tom. They could say, hey, we have, what is it, 16 and 19 now? Let's package that deal and move our way into the top 10 to guarantee that we get that quarterback. I mean, it's very possible that they wait because they know that there aren't as many teams out there who are in need of a quarterback like they are. So they gamble and they wait for the right guy to fall to them at 16. But it wouldn't shock me if they try to make another move and package those That's why I think they did it. I think that they have now the ability to sit at 16, kind of survey the landscape. But if they get the vibe that a quarterback is going to go— I mean, the Jets have like two picks in the first round. They don't need a quarterback. Or excuse me, in the top ten, the Giants have two picks in the top ten. They most likely don't need a quarterback. Mm, I don't know. But you know, there's teams up there like the Panthers that you might yeah, have to right. jump in front of. And now the Saints can say to the Giants, "Hey, give we us that pick two. in front of Carolina. You'll take 16 and 19. You'll right. have you'll drop back a little bit. You'll get some good players in this draft." So, 
I think that there is another move coming for New Orleans. I think they are going to try to move into this top 10. I think they like Willis or Pickett. And I think that if I had to guess which one it is, it'd be Willis just because I think he's the guy. I think I they're, they're going to look to try to sneak in front of their division rival, the Carolina Panthers, at six, and now they have the capital to, to do so. That's it. It's right. It's got to be the fear of either you get the guy or you play against the guy for a decade, maybe a decade plus. I am starting to convince myself that Malik Willis will not get past the Carolina Panthers at six. So that or is why if the Saints trade up, not get past the Saints. Agreed. But that's why I think they need to trade up if they really want him. And you've got the Jets at four and you've got the Giants at five. The Giants also pick at seven. I would literally just get on the phone with the Giants and I'd say, hey, give us that number five pick. We'll give you 16 and 19. You still have seven. You know, we're not going to take the player that you wanted at number five because we're going to take this quarterback. When we take Malik Willis, Carolina's probably going to panic and they're going to take Kenny Pickett just because they want to take another quarterback. Mm -hmm. So you're still going to be able to pick who you wanted at number five, New York, when you pick again at number seven. And you're also going to get two more first-round picks later in the first round. I think it's a no-brainer for both sides, and it's something that I would absolutely be on the phone with for the Giants. Maybe not right now. You don't need to do it this second. But as the draft approaches or even on draft day, I would not be surprised if if that's – in fact, I'm going to go on record and say that that is officially my one bold trade prediction mm. of draft night. The Saints will trade up trade with the up. New York Giants and get that number five overall pick and take Malik Willis, slipping right in before the Carolina Panthers. And, and I think the only reason the Giants do that, despite you are getting two more picks but they're later in the first round, is that they're picking in two more picks anyway at number seven. You know what I mean? Like if they weren't in the top ten – and they just traded back and got those two picks later in the first round, I think they'd probably be like, well, we kind of want the number five pick because you get a great player there. Like I said, you probably get the same player you were going to pick at number five at number seven anyway. So I think it just makes perfect sense as far as a marriage between trade partners is concerned. And I think that the writing is kind of on the wall for the Saints because they absolutely have enough ammo now to really make a move up in this draft. Absolutely. And... I, I mean, good for Philly for kind of taking advantage of it and still keeping. I mean, you had three first round picks and now you only have two. What team could ever complain about having two first round draft picks and then also getting and more? And then you have two next year, too, right. in the first round. Uh, but yeah, I mean, before we like get to the Philly side of things, I do think that this was a smart move by the Saints. I think it was, too, because you had the 18th pick overall, and I don't know if you get a team like the Giants to trade back with you for just the 18th pick. Right. But if you have two picks in such short order of each other, then all of a sudden the Giants are saying, we could have three first-round picks, one being in the top 10 with the number seven pick we got from Chicago for letting them trade up last year to get field. Mm-hmm. The Giants just let everybody trade up to get a quarterback. Sure. So why not do it again this year uh, if you are indeed confident in Daniel Jones like you say you are? Now, the Giants could be lying. And the Giants could just take Malik Willis at number five. Very possible. Or Kenny Pickett at number I'd seven. I'd rather have probably both of those guys over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I think I'd, if I were the Giants, since I have a pick at five and seven, I would take Malik Willis at five just to be sure that the Panthers don't get him. And then at seven, I'd take a lineman or whoever else sure. I was going to take. But I, I think that it's what the, the confidence sh- in Daniel Jones is misplaced. Absolutely. And it'll be another wasted season if they go into it with him as the quarterback. I mean, it's very possible they don't have confidence. It's very possible they go. Malik Willis. I'm I'm very excited to see. Yeah, NFL where... teams lie. I think people don't realize that as as 
it's as prevalent as it is. Like, of course, the Giants will obviously say that they like Daniel Jones because a they want to keep Daniel Jones confident in case they swing and miss on all these quarterbacks and they have to start them. They don't want to be like Cleveland where you you literally show your cards to the other players at the poker table. And then get mad when they decide to not call your bluff or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It's it, do the thing that the Cleveland Browns didn't do in 2018, where they could have waited on on Baker, and then you could have taken who Saquon Barkley or whoever else that you that was not gonna be there by the time you picked again, and then you can take your quarterback no matter who it is. And guess what? It would have worked out even better for them because guess what? Baker is no longer on that going to be on that team. Only starting in four years. You're right. So they really messed. Up. Uh, wow, shocker! Cleveland really <laughs> screwed. Up. But yeah, I mean, I think it's very possible the Giants do it now. Could the Giants easily pull a Browns? Wouldn't shock me. Because are the other other Giants as poorly run as the Browns have been for the past decade? For the or past so? five years, yes. Since the Eli departure, yes. Yes. Since the Tom Coughlin departure, and since yes. how they handled Eli, yeah, right. in that whole transition to Daniel Jones, yes, they've been a very poorly run organization. Honestly, for the amount of historical success that they've had. And really, you say recent success that they've had because they have had recent success. Right, I said it's the last, weird that the Giants are so poorly run and have won as many decade, Super Bowls as they have. Right, and the la- I say in the last decade because eleven years ago, actually, no, it was this off. It was the twenty eleven to twenty twelve season. So a decade ago was the last Super Bowl win for them. Like winning a Super Bowl a decade ago is great. Like, Absolutely, that's your fan base can't be mad about. The only, that. The only franchise who's upset that they haven't won a Super Bowl in a decade. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers because they're so spoiled. But the I, Patriots will get there soon. Don't worry. Oh sure, but um, back to the original point. I I think I I'm very excited. Even though the quarterback class overall is subpar, Meh. I'm excited to see where Malik Willis will end up. Yeah, I because I think of all the he's names, got potential. I think like, of all the names. You know, you, you're throwing around like Thibodeau. You're throwing around Linderbaum. Malik Willis is the biggest name of this draft. I think. Yeah, because he's the quarterback. He's a quarterback. And he will get the hype because he'll look good in shorts in minicamp, right? Like, he'll make all the throws whenever it's right. Whenever minicamp. that whenever that press release is made of, of the, fir- the first tweet of him in a uniform. He'll look great in that uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He looks like a football player, so he's going to get the hype. He'll he'll have the hype train compared to a Thibodeau but, but or, now or a player with, like that. With multiple teams having these first round, multiple first-round draft picks, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see who makes the move and how they make the move to to draft him. Now, what about the Eagles side of things? So I like the Eagles side more, to be honest. Okay. I think that they're getting more in return and they gave up significantly less to get what to get the end result. They're they st- really they- forfeited just a first round pick this year when they already have two still. But did they really forfeit it when they gain one the next year? You know, they right. kind of just spread the it Saints out. The Saints didn't gain one next year. No, they kind of just spread out the picks now. Instead of having three one year and one the next year, two and two. Let's have a nice even. That's great. Year. Yeah, I mean, and you can get a third round pick this year on top of that. Third round pick is valuable. Like and they're going to find a player in that third round that's going to sure. make the team and probably play next year. So that's and a significant trade return as well. Not only that, you get the Saints first round pick next year. Very possible. The Saints just aren't great. I think like if you That's if, what I mean. If you if you're comparing the Steelers, the state of the Steelers to the state of the Saints, I have far more higher hopes for the Steelers than I do the Saints. The only thing holding me back from that is the Saints play in the NFC, the Steelers play in the AFC. Yeah, they could rack up some easy wins here and there playing but in that week. Most conference. likely they're gonna be 
I mean, they could make the playoffs. I get it because of overall how bad that conference is, but it wouldn't shock me if they miss it. So, again, you're getting another top first half first-round draft pick from the Saints. Now, here's a rumor floating around Philadelphia. They're stockpiling these first-round picks because they're going to package them to Seattle for DK Metcalf. See, that's not worth it to me. Why? You're going you're to trade first-round draft picks for DK Metcalf? It's the old fork in the road that we talked about in our first episode. Do you go through the draft to build your team up, or do you go through trades like the LA Rams, like the Miami Dolphins are doing right now? Do you, is that the way that you build your team up, the F-them-picks strategy? Yeah, I get that, but is DK Metcalf really like the end-all, be-all, like best? I don't know if in five years he'd even be the number one because I think Devontae Smith has a lot of exactly. potential still. But then you could say, like, well, look what the Dolphins did. They just brought in Tyreek Hill to pair with Jalen Waddle. That's fair, and that's that's the fork, right? No, that's like, what I'm saying. And so that's what the Philadelphia Eagles could possibly be interested in, having DK Metcalf. Instead of having DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, how about DK Metcalf and Devontae, and Devontae Smith? Smith? On your team. And I would also think Eagles have not, they're not Ravens bad at it. And I think they've finally hit with Devontae Smith last year. But, but other they than have Devontae not been Smith? the best at drafting wide receivers. Right. So you have capital in this draft, and there's a lot of good receivers. Maybe you don't trust yourself to really evaluate which one's going to be good. Like maybe you take the one that d- turns out to not be that great in the NFL. I know DK Metcalf is good. I know he's right. a Pro Bowl player. I know he's an All Pro caliber player. There's no real talent evaluating that needs to come with him. He's young. He's in great shape. He's never really been injured. He's got a long career still ahead of him at the wide receiver position. I would probably think in my head it's probably the safer bet. We're probably more guaranteed to get solid wide receiver play if we just bring in the guy that's proven already instead of having to risk it on the draft. But if I was in the jam shoes... I would go through the draft. I'd pick a wide receiver with one of my two first round picks this year. If you have, if there's a year to go after a receiver, it's this year. You can be young. You can be younger. You can be cheaper. I mean, even if you make that trade for DK Metcalf, you're not going to have the picks, and you're going to have to sign him to a bigger contract because he's going to want to make the money that all the other receivers are making around the league now. I just don't think it's really worth it to trade for a wide receiver and, and give up a first round pick anymore. And it would be more than just one, I think, first-round pick for him. I think you'd have to go two at least. Did it, what was the cost for the Chiefs? Just one future first-round pick among other things. There was other things that came back to them But it was well. it was like a second, a third, and like a fourth and a fifth or something like that. But only like – I just don't like giving up that much of a higher draft capital for a wide receiver. And let's be honest, DK Metcalf is great, but he hasn't established himself to be – a wide, like a top tier wide receiver like Tyreek Hill has. Granted, he's a lot younger. He is a lot younger, but he also hasn't been as established as Tyreek Hill. As I mean, think about it. Tyreek Hill like made the Pro Bowl. I think made an All Pro team. Made the Pro Bowl his rookie year. I think made the All Pro team his second year in the league. Uh, DK, I I think has made a Pro Bowl. That's about it. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, 
planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Now, another receiver that found himself on the move mm-hmm. recently, the Dolphins, after re- acquiring Tyree Kill and setting up what we thought was going to be the best receiving room in all of football, Hill, uh, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Parker. Not so fast, my friend. No. Devontae bye Parker bye. is no longer a Miami Dolphin. They traded the veteran wide receiver and a 2022 fifth-round pick in this upcoming draft to the New England Patriots for a 2023 third-round selection. This happened over the weekend. I'm not upset if I'm a Dolphin traded Devontae Parker. I think sometimes there can be a too-many-cooks-in-the-kitchen kind of situation, and despite Parker underachieving for his short career in Miami so far— he has the talent to be a top 10 kind of player. He is a legitimate uh, specimen as far as the position is concerned. He's just never really realized that potential, at least so far in his career. So I, I wouldn't be necessarily upset at him being moved on. I, I would have liked to see the big three kind of mimic what you saw in Cincinnati this year with Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. But it's not. Sp- that won't be the case, clearly. Right. And... I again, I wouldn't be that upset about it, but I I have pause when it's the I find out the team that we're trading him to. When I see that he's staying division, in the division, you're right, playing him right. twice a year. He's going to that arch rival New England that has beat you down for year after year after year, and now that they're finally fallen and the Emperor is still there, but he's not as powerful as he once was. And Buffalo has the the grip on the division now. You trade him one of your players. And you can't help if you're a Dolphin fan, but think back to Wes Welker, right? Mm-hmm. Guy did nothing for Miami. Nothing. Traded him for peanuts to New England. Granted. Became a borderline Hall of Famer. Granted. No Tom Brady. No though. Tom Brady. But it's a big deal. We don't know if, if Tom Brady, if Mac Jones could be just under the tutelage of, of Bill Belichick, possibly an, uh, another Tom. I mean, not no one's going to be the next Tom Brady. Obviously. But someone who could win you a Super Bowl or two. One thing that irks me, though, is that these things happen still, and everybody's like, oh, Belichick, oh, my God, I would never trade with Belichick. I'd get nervous because he's getting one over on me. Oh, man. They sent a third-round pick for Devontae Parker. What does he know that we don't when it comes to Devontae Parker? And he gets this kind of, like, air of being this amazing eye for talent. He's the best head coach of all time. He is nowhere near the best GM of no, all time. Not no, even close. That's, that's the big mark on him is that he can't draft well. He can't sign free. I mean, Darrell Revis, the one-year deal, good. Good for you. You got him. Yeah, he what a tough win- decision that was. He helped you win a Super Bowl. Other than Gronk, other than Brady, tell me someone else really impressive that they they hit a home run on where it was a big name and it paid off. The only one that I can think of is Randy Moss. Like that was right, the, and that. But again, wow! Wow! So how hard. hard was that to figure out that he was going to be good? But he constantly lets players go go too early. Right. I think Chandler Jones is the Richard Seymour was the original example sure. of that, and then I think Chandler Jones just took it to the next level. He's been All Pro, Defensive Player of the Year caliber in Arizona for years. Now, where and, is he and, now? Uh, I don't know if he's he did sign somewhere. Yeah, but it, it's just it's just amazing. No, he absolutely it's let amazing him go too to early. Me that he lets him go so early and people just seem to kind of forget about that as happening. He signed with the Raiders. The Raiders. Right, right. So 
he makes mistakes. Uh, Chad Ochocinco brought him in, remember? <laughs> oh, I'm going to save Chad Ochocinco's career. No. Now that he's in New England, it's going to be the Randy Moss effect. That didn't work. So, like, it doesn't always work out. And Devontae Parker is in no stretch of the imagination of Randy Moss or even a Chad Ochocinco. So, like, I think it's a little tired when these things happen and people are like, oh, Belichick got him over again. Like, right. Parker could still suck in New Parker, England. Parker was second fiddle to Jarvis Landry in Miami. Yeah, like he could. And this is Jarvis, and we, we were talking about Jarvis Landry being uh, the wrong side of things. Never really panned out uh, over the course of his career. Good in flashes, but Parker was the second guy to Landry in Miami when they were playing there together. So, yeah, this is this isn't this isn't going to be, I think, an end all be all. Okay, now you got to believe in the Patriots. One last note I want to touch on before we wrap up here: Rob Gronkowski, quote, "I'm not ready to commit to an NFL return." You're coming back. I mean, right? Get out of like, here. Come on, Gronk. I believe that as much as I believe Tom Brady when he announced his retirement. Yeah, Gronk's coming back. I don't think Gronk will let a season go by where he's not playing that Tom Brady is now that Brady's out of New England. Gronk obviously did when Brady was still in New England for a year. For one year. He ain't playing with Belichick anymore. He just didn't want to do that. I mean, you can't, you can't tell me that But if he's in the... Tampa on the boats right, down there. Exactly. Like... And, I mean... Tom Brady obviously has the year of the owners for Tampa Bay, right? Uh, you think? He got the coach pretty got much the fired. Coach. So don't you think the guy who has the most clout or real estate in, in Tom Brady's eyes is is Rob Gronkowski? So Rob can say, hey, let's, uh, let's bring in a guy who, you know, we both like. Is there any chance that this decision is in Rob Gronkowski's hands? Or is it Tom <laughs> Brady just calls him and says, you're playing, and he has to show up and play? Like, can Gronk say, I'm retired? Like and Brady say Brady no. Just go, no. What are you doing? No. Like Brady is like uh, hanging upside down, doing crunches while there's some infusion of liquids going right. into his body. Some avocado watching, oil. Yeah, watching TV, and he sees Gronk come out and say he retired. No, 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 no. Get Gronk on the phone right now. Be like, what are you doing, buddy? You're not retiring. We got another Super Bowl. Have to you win. seen that commercial? Uh, I forget which cell service it is. Yeah, where but it's it like cuts out. It's like the bad service, and 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 like Tom is like, I'm going to Tampa Bay. And Gronk's like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to Tampa Bay too. Well, no, he's the commercials like Gronk Brady's like, How's retirement? And Gronk's like, Oh, it's the best. You do whatever you want. Right. Blah blah blah. But it cuts out for him to say things like, I'm so bored. Like, I just oh, want right, to win. Right, right, right. And so Brady's like, Oh, that sounds terrible. And he comes under the press conference and he's like, I'm coming back. And Gronk's coming with me. <laughs> and Gronk's like, What? Like, I could totally see that actually playing out, like that commercial being based on something that happened in real Absolutely. life. Absolutely. It could, it could be even a foreshadowing to what's going to happen in this offseason if Gronk is saying, I'm not really so sure. But it could also just be like Gronk being Gronk and being like, I know I'm going to come back, but I'm going to string you guys. Tom got to have his fun. I'm going to have my fun, too. I'm going to string you along for a little bit. He said to TMZ this past of week. See, I love how it's, it's TMZ. versus TMZ. <laughs> he was avoiding playing catch at a recent charity event so he wouldn't have the urge to return. Quote, I knew if I started catching some passes that my head would have started turning like, oh, crap, I got it. I got to get back out on the field, and right now I'm not ready to get back out on that field. I'm not ready to commit to the game of football right now. It's March, Gronk. You don't need to be ready to be back. And on we the all field know the biggest months. trigger for people to contemplating retirement is playing at a charity event <laughs> with in like a, you're probably wearing like a khakis and like a polo. Oh, that really reminds you of game game day atmosphere. He's coming back. Yeah, he's coming. He's back. coming back. No question about it. That's gonna do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. 
Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. We'll be back again later on in this week with some fresh content for you. Can't wait for that. But in the meantime, he's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opferman, and we'll talk to you next time. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.